This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 6, Liz the Lazy Lizard. Several hundred miles off the coast of Ecuador sits a group of volcanic islands called the Galapagos. Here, amidst volcanoes and shrub-covered beaches, countless species of animals call this place home. Penguins dive off rocks into turquoise waters looking for fish. Seals hobble along the coastline and roll around in the sand. 
Giant Galapagos tortoises creep along the tall grass and munch on leaves. Nearby, on a rocky shore, the land iguanas chomped at a cactus. Like starving miniature dinosaurs, the three-foot-long lizards chewed endlessly on the plant. The only one not joining in the feast was Liz. Liz wasn't like the other land iguanas. She might have looked like them, with her orangish-yellow belly and spiky neck, but she didn't live like them. She preferred a more low-key lifestyle. Rather than run around chewing on cactus all day, she liked to sit back and wait for the scraps to drop in front of her shallow burrow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say that she sounds lazy? <laughs> That's kind of rude. But you're right, I guess. Liz the lizard was a little bit lazy. You know what? She was a lot a bit lazy. For as long as anyone could remember, she'd gone by Liz instead of Elizabeth simply because it was easier to write in the sand and it took less effort to say. On any given day, you could see a faint smear of lipstick on her scaly upper lip. She'd put it on years ago and was too lazy to wipe it off or at least finish the lower lip. While other lizards went on walks around the island or swam in the ocean, Liz preferred napping on warm rocks to keep her orange belly nice and toasty. The only time she ate was when a passerby dropped their food in front of her on their way back to their burrow. It was a chill life, as she liked to say, but some would argue that it wasn't much of a life at all. For unlike the rest of the iguana colony, Liz had never seen the entire island. In fact, she'd only been as far as the neighboring beach, and that was only because she'd sleepwalked to it. But despite her lazy lifestyle, Liz did have one dream she held dear, and that was to see the world. She wanted to explore what was beyond the volcanoes, beaches, and annoying seals. The problem was, she'd gone so little for so long that she didn't know where to start. So she sat and slept, and slept and sat, occasionally waddling out of her burrow with labored breaths to catch some sun. <sighs> On one such occasion, Liz noticed her neighbors stocking their burrows with extra food. Having company for dinner? She asked them in her slow, raspy voice. The mere movement of her jaw to form words was almost too much for her. Her neighbor set down his pile of leaves and cactus. Not quite. It's almost rainy season. We don't want to have to go out for food when it's really coming down, so just piling up while we can. Ah, was all Liz could say in response. She couldn't relate. She never went out for food anyway. After her short, laborious conversation, she went back to napping on her rock while her neighbors scurried about. Some of them dug deep burrows to protect them from bad weather and predators. Others gathered food and played on the beaches. A few in the group watched over their little baby eggs. Liz didn't want to watch over anything. She didn't want to dig anything, and she most certainly didn't want to play anything. All she wanted to do was close her scaly eyelids and dream of far-off places. It was during one of those dreams that she heard a faint noise over the crashing waves. She started to lift an eyelid, but thought better of it. 
The eyelid only made it a quarter of the way before it drooped back down. Ah, much better. She heard it again. It was coming from the air. Didn't matter. She was far too comfortable to be curious. Her bulging orange belly had found the perfect groove in a rock that cradled it just right. Again with the noise. But this time it was much closer and louder, almost distinguishable, like a squawk. No, maybe a scream. From a bird. A big bird. Hawks! shouted the iguana next door. Liz's eyes sprang open. A short distance out over the ocean, she could see a flock of hawks flying towards shore. The lizards ran wildly for their burrows, hiding as deep as they could. <sighs> Liz groaned. She really didn't want to move. She also didn't want to die. Oh, the choices you have to make. She waited and the hawks flew closer. I can wait just a few more seconds, she thought. The sun is just peeking out of the clouds and I can catch a few much-needed rays before they get here. Ah, look at that tan line on my scaly thighs. The hawk's screams were growing louder. Liz could make out their dark brown feathers now. Elizabeth, get to your burrow, her neighbor cried. Ah, uh, for the hundredth time, Linus, my name is Liz. A shrieking hawk swooped down and clawed at her back. <laughs> Liz cried. The hawk cut her across the tail and made her tumble off her precious rock. Another hawk swooped down for her, but she jumped out of its way. For the first time in her uneventful life, Liz ran for it. Her first steps were awkward and uncomfortable, and she tripped a few times. But after a few sprinting strides, she made it back to her shallow burrow that she'd been too lazy to dig any deeper. When she got inside, she caught her breath and then gasped. <gasps> the little food she'd stored was gone. The hawks had easily flown in and snatched it up, and now they were trying to snatch her. Clack, 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 went their sharp talons inches from her face. Liz's lipstick-smeared lips trembled. If only I dug a deeper hole, she thought. The hungry hawks persisted for hours, but then grew tired and huddled together, waiting for a lizard to come out of its burrow. But, to their disappointment, the land iguanas were well prepared. Their extra food supply allowed them to remain hidden deep in their holes. All of them except for Liz, of course. A day into the hawk takeover, she'd become keenly aware of her sense of hunger. There were no neighbors to walk by and accidentally drop food in front of her. If only I'd gone out a few times to gather my own cactus and leaves, she thought. Finally, after two very long days, the hawks left. Miraculously, they made off with no more than Liz's food and a few iguana eggs, which distressed Mrs. Scalebottom greatly, but even she had to admit it could have been much, much worse. When Liz crawled out of her pathetic excuse of a burrow that day, she was a new lizard. Famished and frightened, she had been shaken to her scaly core. Her hunger, while stripping her of physical strength, filled her with unwavering motivation. She was going to get food. Panting, she feebly crawled over the shore's rocks to the tall grass beyond. 
She walked by massive moving rocks feeding on leaves. Her eyes widened with amazement. This must be the tortoises I've heard about, she thought. Then birds with vibrant feathers flew into view, chirping finches, magnificent frigate birds, and blue-footed boobies with their wide blue feet. They were wondrous. She'd never realized how beautiful her island could be. All that time with her napping eyes closed, she never knew what she was missing. After a short journey, she came upon a cactus and took a bite. It was surprisingly delicious once you got over the initial pain of swallowing. She ate some more and then gathered extra pieces to bring back to her burrow. Wow! She never realized how sad her burrow was. She looked at the shallow pit. This just wouldn't do. So she set down her extra cactus and leaves and went to work, digging her hole deeper. After a long afternoon of hard work, it was done. Now her burrow would be deep enough to protect her and store extra food. A funny tingle made its way through her scaly body. It was warm and made her feel good. Completely against her will, the feeling crept up into her face and made her smeared lipsticked mouth smile for the first time. Was this happiness? she wondered. She never felt so good about herself. Just as she was beginning to relish the feeling, she heard a voice coming from outside. Oh, shoot! said the voice. Liz poked her head out of her hole. There was Mrs. Scalebottom, trying to carry all of her eggs at once back to the safety of her burrow. They'd been scattered by the hawks, and she wanted them hidden before any other animals saw them. On her way back, she dropped a few. Liz scurried over the sand to the dropped eggs and scooped them up. Here, let me give you a claw with that. Mrs. Scalebottom couldn't believe her eyes. Why, thank you, Elizabeth. I mean, Liz. No problem. And you can call me whatever you like. Liz helped Mrs. Scalebottom take her eggs back home. At that moment, a spark lit in Liz's heart. A fire of confidence and self-worth was billowing within her. Every time she worked and helped others, she felt good about herself. Her hard-earned food tasted better. The world around her seemed more beautiful, and she cared more for her neighbors. Liz started to love herself and those around her, imperfections and all. Life was good, and she found work to be rewarding. But not long into this new life, a terrible sound shrieked across the beaches. One by one, the land iguanas stuck out their green and orange heads. Their eyes went round. They were back. The winged menaces from before. The flapping brown devils. The hawks. Screaming in a panic, the iguanas out on the sand ran for their burrows. Liz, who was safe inside her own hole, watched as they struggled to make it back in time. The flock was already upon them. What should I do? Liz thought. She couldn't just sit back and do nothing. She looked at the stored food in her burrow and then back out at her fleeing neighbors. Help! Help! they cried. Liz bolted out onto the sand, jumping out of the way of a swooping hawk. She reached the first two fleeing iguanas and picked them up off their feet. With a strength she never knew she had, she ran them back to her burrow and hid them inside. Then, without thinking twice about it, she turned and headed back out. Four times she did this, 
running out, dodging hawks, and scooping up helpless lizards and hiding them in her burrow. After the fourth trip, the beach was cleared. She hid herself with the eight lizards she'd saved. Above them, the hawks circled. A few swooped down at her hole. Clack, 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 went their talons. But Liz's hole was too deep. She and the others were well out of the hawk's reach. My babies, cried a voice. Liz poked her head out as the hawks swarmed something in the sand. Oh, not my babies! It was Mrs. Scalebottom. In her hurry, she'd forgotten a couple of her eggs on the beach. The hawks were circling them and ready to dive. Without hesitation, Liz bolted for the little eggs. Big poofs of sand kicked up as she ran. Two hungry hawks dove for the eggs. Just when they were about to snatch them up, Liz dove for them. She could feel the flapping wings above her as the eggs filled her outstretched hands. Time slowed as she grabbed them and rolled out of the hawk's way. Their talons grabbed sand instead of egg. Furious, the hawks looked up and saw Liz taking off with their lunch. They charged after her. Hands up, Liz said in slow motion. She was diving for her own burrow and throwing the two eggs to Mrs. Scalebottom at the same time. Barely whizzing past the hawk's reach, the eggs were hurled into Mrs. Scalebottom's open arms. Liz landed hard into her hole just before the hawks could grab her. Everyone she'd saved in her burrow cheered. Ho-ho, did you see that? they said. Incredible! A true hero! said another. I wanna get her autograph! For the rest of the day, up until the hawks gave up their hunt, Liz shared all the food she'd stored with the lizards she'd saved. All were extremely grateful for her generosity. That was the turning point for Liz. For once she'd gained some self-respect. And her neighbors, well, respect doesn't quite do it justice. She was esteemed and revered over all the island. Liz the Loved, they called her. Liz went on to work side by side with her neighbors. You could even say she learned to love work. Because as she did it, she became a better, stronger person. She accomplished more for herself and blessed others. She was able to contribute to their little community and help out where she could. Mrs. Scalebottom named her two twin eggs that Liz had saved after her, Lizzie and Elizabeth. Yes, all was very well for the land iguanas. Working together, they were happy and productive. Many months later, they received a curious visitor to their island. At first, they thought it was just low-lying storm clouds approaching from the east. But when it drew near, they could see it wasn't clouds, but big white sheets attached to a large wooden object. It was a ship full of curious creatures. They were tall and walked on two legs. They wore something strange over their pink skins. Could these be the humans she'd heard about? Liz wondered. One of the men jumped out of the boat and started scribbling in a notebook like he was running out of time. He was a well-dressed gentleman with long sideburns and a hunger for knowledge. He took in his surroundings with splendor. Charles, called a man from the ship. The man with the notebook ignored him. Come now, Darwin. The least you could do is help unload your own supplies. I know you can hear me, Charles. The man with the notebook paid him no attention. A little bird landed on a rock next to him and he gasped. Would you look at this, Finch? Why, I've never seen anything like it. 
Remarkable. He quickly jotted something down before he could forget it. A gun with the birds, Charles, said the man on the boat. You're driving us ape with this madness. Meanwhile, the iguanas watched from their burrows. Hey, Liz, her neighbor whispered. Psst, Liz, what do you think they want? Liz? He took a better look at Liz's burrow. She was gone. A murmur fell over the iguanas as word spread that Liz was nowhere to be seen. But then, there she is, one of the lizards shouted. He pointed at the docked ship with his claw. Everyone stared in amazement at the boat. There, standing proudly on its bow, was Liz. She pulled out an old tube of lipstick and finished her lower lip. She rubbed her lips together, making the lipstick spread nicely over her scaly mouth. "'What is she doing?' one of the lizards asked. Her neighbor smiled. "'She's seeing the world.' "'New orders, Charles,' called the man from the boat. "'We need to get to the next island before sundown.' To this, Charles Darwin listened. Finishing his last note, he closed his book and climbed back on board. The ship pulled away from the sand and headed out to sea. Liz waved goodbye to her friends who cheered for her from their burrows. To this day, Liz the Lizard's example of kindness and hard work inspire all who live on the island. Okay, Rocketeers, I have a question for you. Have you ever been lazy like Liz the Lizard? Don't lie. I know I have. Guilty. Sometimes it's okay to be a little lazy. It's called taking a break, getting a little recharge. But it's important you learn now that hard work can be a huge blessing for you in your life. Because guess what? Living requires a lot of work. When you get older, you'll have to work in order to earn money to buy food and have a place to live. Everything that's worth anything in this life takes work. Relationships, careers, you name it. So when your parents ask you to help with chores, when they ask you to share in the work, they're doing you a favor. Because guess what? Work builds character. It really will make you a better person as you learn to do it with a good attitude. Think of how nasty a room would get if it was never cleaned. Think of all the gross things that would live under your dirty clothes. Nasty. Take pride in doing a good job. When you finish a chore, you should be able to step back and say, Wow, that looks pretty darn good. And guess what? It'll make you feel good. Rocketeers aren't just hard workers. They're happy workers. Thanks for listening to this week's story, and don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.